afternoon wherever you are in this world i hope that you are blessed and highly favored and thank you for tuning in um all praise to yah the lord of hosts the living god king of the universe omnipotent and all kind and merciful supreme and extolled who is eternal sublime and most holy ordained and created the universe all praise to the holy spirit all praise to Yahweh Shai. All praise to the angels that watch over us every day. So today, <laughs> I got a few things I want to talk about. But let me up y'all up, update y'all on this Maxwell chick. And that's um, Epstein's sidekick. So I'm on CNN.com. It, it took me a couple of days. Um, so forgive me because I told y'all I wanted to keep track of this case. Um, but I've been working. So CNN.com um, is my reference. was updated today at 2.45. So I guess the prosecution has rested. Um, and then now it's the defense. So a former assistant and expert on false memories testified for Ghislaine Maxwell's defense on Thursday as her legal team got its first opportunity to call witnesses to the stand. Excuse me, I'm still recovering from my head cold. The former assistant, Simberly Espinoza, testified for just under two hours about the roughly six years she spent working for Maxwell at Jeffries Epstein's company in New York from 1996 to 2002. Her testimony mainly focused on her memories of Jane, one of the four women who testified Maxwell groomed her for sexual abuse sexual abuse when she was underage. Jane appeared to be probably 18 when she met her, Espinosa said, and Jane's mother told employees that Jane's was Epstein's goddaughter. Espinosa testified that Epstein treated Jane nicely as far as she could see. Jane testified earlier in the trial Epstein sexually abused her and that Maxwell at times joined in on the abuse both in Palm Beach, Florida, and Manhattan when Jane was 14, 15, and 16 years old. Espinoza also testified that Maxwell and Epstein were a little flirty and appeared to be in a romantic relationship. In the early 2000s, though, she believed they had stopped dating and were no longer traveling to and from the office together. The assistant says she respected Maxwell, who treated her fairly and nicely, and she praised Epstein as generous. She says she never seen anything to suggest Maxwell or Epstein even behaved inappropriately with underage girls. The assistant's testimony came as the defense began to present its case in the sex trafficking conspiracy trial of Maxwell, Epstein's close confidant and longtime associate. The defense case is expected to last just a few days. The prosecution rested its case on Friday after calling 24 witnesses across 10 days of testimony. Their case was highlighted by four women who said they were sexually abused by Epstein when they were under 18 years of age and who said Maxwell facilitated and sometimes participated in that abuse. 
Prosecutors also introduced photos of Maxwell and Epstein embracing and smiling for the cameras over the years, including several showing her massaging his foot. The defense objected to showing the jury these photos, but the prosecution insisted their close relationship was central to the case, and the judge agreed. Their relevance is self-apparent given the contents of the photographs prosecutor Allison Moe said the relationship between Maxwell and Epstein is central to this case. Defense attorneys have argued Maxwell is being scapegoated for Epstein's actions and have attacked the memories and motivations of the women who said they were abused. Maxwell, 59, is pleaded not guilty to six federal charges, sex trafficking of minors, enticing a minor to travel to engage in illegal sex acts, transporting a minor with the intent to engage in criminal sex activity, and three counts of conspiracy. Epstein, who pled guilty in 2008 to state prostitution charges, was indicted on federal sex trafficking charges in July 2019, but died by suicide in prison a month later. Maxwell was arrested a year afterward. So doctors explain science of memory. Dr. Elizabeth Loftus, a a psychologist and professor at the University of California, Irvine, testified about false memories. As part of the defense attempt to broadly undermine the truth of the accuser's testimony, she had previously testified for the defense in the sexual assault trial of movie producer Harvey Weinstein and the murder trial of real estate tycoon Robert Durst. She testified Thursday that humans can be exposed to misinformation about an event after the fact and incorporating it into their memory, making it inaccurate. Even traumatic experiences can be subjected to post-event suggestion that can exaggerate, distort, or change the memory, Loftus said. She said the eternal factors like substance abuse, marijuana, or otherwise have been found in studies to impair a person's ability to create a memory at the time of the event. Loftus also testified that false memories can be expressed with a high degree of confidence and emotion is not necessary, necessarily an indicator of credibility. Emotion is no guarantee that you are dealing with an authentic memory, she said. It's so many contradictions in that paragraph because <laughs> this is why I don't take medication and I've never done drugs. But it's like, well, I smoked weed when I was in high school. Um, But at the end of the day, it's like, it's funny because in one case, such as the Bill Cosby case, y'all were saying, believe all women. Women don't lie. This is what y'all were saying. Go back into my archives. I did a podcast about it. And now you're saying, oh my God, women do lie and they do repress their memories. And especially if they're smoking marijuana or doing drugs or drinking alcohol. And just because they're crying doesn't mean that it's true. Do you see the difference? Do y'all see the difference? Go back and listen to what people were saying when it came to the accusers of Bill Cosby. And then look at what they're saying now with the accusers of this Maxwell person and Epstein. It's so, ugh. So the judge rejects anonymous defense witnesses. 
three potential defense witnesses who wish to testify anonymously will not be allowed to do so, Judge Allison Nathan ruled Thursday. Earlier this week, a defense attorney told the court that three defense witnesses requested to testify anonymously and under a pseudonym because they might get a lot of unwanted attention. Judge Nathan rejected that request on Thursday morning. She said an order expanding on that ruling will be posted to the docket docket later that day. Nathan also ruled that defense cannot seek testimony from attorneys for two of the women who testified that they were sexually abused while underage. However, the defense will be allowed to call to the stand Robert Glassman, an attorney for a third accuser who testified under the name Jane, to testify on a narrow issue related to his client's knowledge of how her cooperation would impact her payout with the Epstein Victim Compensation Fund. So this trial sounds like to me is just all over the place. This is a hot mess. And let me let me go to the point of I've been seeing that a lot of in articles of them implying that because they couldn't get Epstein um all the burden is going on her. So you, I'm not going to say I don't disagree with that, but I think it's justified because you were in, allegedly, you were in on the acts. You were his proxy who went out and got these girls. You recruited these girls, allegedly. So yeah, y'all both go hand in hand. It wasn't just him. It was you too, allegedly. So at the end of the day, No, I don't think that you're being charged with Epstein's crimes, but if you are, oh well, because y'all were allegedly 50-50 in this thing. So yeah, like if, if, if that is the case, well, I don't see any negative to that. You understand what I'm saying? I, I, that's just me personally, but it's amazing. And I often talk about it on this channel. It's amazing that, like I said, there are two different justice systems here. And there's one justice justice system for black folk, and then there's another justice system for the other folk. And um, it's just sad, and it still goes back to the Constitution. And I read the Constitution on this channel. I have like three podcasts on here about the Constitution where I read the Constitution and uh, the amendments. Because, you know, this is embarrassing to say, but I was one of the people who had never read the Constitution. It just wasn't important to me. But now in my old age, it is important to me. And it is it it is important to read the Constitution, understand the Constitution, and understand the amend- amendments. That way... You know what your legislators and your presidents and your vice presidents and your congressmen and your assemblymen and your judges and your prosecutors and your defense attorney are supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? And so many other things that play into the law. But yeah, like if they are making you suffer because Epstein allegedly committed suicide. By the way, speaking of that, it's actually a uh, a documentary on Netflix about Epstein. I go check it out about this case. And the reason why I'm in- interested in this case is because, well, so many reasons. But one of the main reasons is the I wanted to see the comparison between 
and I'm not defending anybody because I can't. I wasn't there, but I'm just saying I I, I am a survivor, and um, I think I have a bit of an insight of what victims and survivors go through. And I look at the comparison of the Bill Cosby case and how they treated the the alleged victims of that, and how you know everybody, the Lisa Blooms and the Gloria Allreds and the Alyssa Milano's and the you know all these people were in the front and had so much to say the talking heads at Fox and CNN and CBS and Gail King and <coughs> excuse me Oprah Winfrey all these women had something to say and the one thing out of so many other things that stood out to me was when they said women don't lie I mean when that came out when that came out and the news ran with it I was like and I'm a woman I'm a whole black woman. And I was like, women don't lie. Like, where where the fuck we get that at? Like, I can go into history about how women have lied about being raped and violated and how it's destroyed. Um, I mean, you can even look in the, the Bible and realize how women lied and brought down kings and emperors and you know what I'm saying so really this is what we saying women lied women lied and it's why Emmett Till's dead women lied is because that's why Black Wall Street is down in Charleston and all these different towns by the way once again I'm gonna get back to my segments on that have burned down because women lied so I'm not saying that all women lie I'm just saying in this situation, in these times now, especially when it's a payout coming, some women might lie. In this case, I don't believe that the women are lying. I just don't. I just, I, re- I just really don't. When you look at the, the documentaries and you read about this case and you hearing what these victims are saying, it's like I really don't believe they're lying, and they could possibly be. They could possibly be lying. But now, all of a sudden, it went from. When it came to Cuba, when it came to Bill Cosby, when it comes to R. Kelly, when it comes to black folk, it's believe women. Believe all women. Women don't lie. But when it comes to this, well, you know, your memory could, you know, you could over-exaggerate. You can, it could be drugs, marijuana. It could be, the, it's just the bullshit. It's the bullshit for me. That's just me. So go back and look at the parallels, look at the differences, compare the differences to how they talk about. And I'm not saying anybody is innocent or guilty. What I'm saying is look at the difference in the way they report it when it comes to black folks or like y'all like to say people of color. But when it comes to them, how they report it differently and how the rules are different. So that's 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 that bullshit for me. So Y'all so worried about Jussie. (laughs) I haven't been watching TV lately, so correct me if I'm wrong. But I listen to NPR in my car. I have social media on my phone and the news on my phone. And like I said, even doing my research to come in and do this podcast this afternoon, I had to search it out. It's not like front front news headlines and it should be I don't see nobody marching out in the street 
I don't see the times up. I don't see the me too. I don't see the feminims, a feminism. I don't see none of that. I didn't even, I don't see the LGBTQ. I don't see Black Lives Matter. I don't see none of these people being outraged about what these women went through, allegedly. So, open your eyes and see the 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 clear difference of what is going on here. It's just, it's amazing. It's hypocritical. It's just disgusting to me. So, like I said, I really want to just follow this case. Like I said, I'm usually busy during the week, so I can't, I'm actually playing catch up on everything, (laughs) on everything that's going on with this case. But I just think that that was disgusting um especially when the rules were different for other cases um so and then them showing pictures like i don't know if she's saying that um i don't know if she's saying that This is interesting. I don't know if she's saying that she had no affiliation. Is that what she's saying? Is she's trying to distance herself from just Jeffrey Epstein, which would be impossible because, like, girl, like, are y'all doing the Rodney King effect? We don't see what we see. So, Jeffrey, this is from The Insider, and this was posted on the 15th. Jeffrey Epstein's estate prevented his victims from suing uh, Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell. So it says Jeffrey Epstein's accuser who took money from co- a compensation fund set up by his estate can't sue Maxwell. Wow, really? That's that's interesting. So earlier this year, around 150 women accusing Jeffrey Epstein of sexual abuse accepted money from a victim's compensation fund. The disgraced financier killed himself, allegedly, in a Manhattan jail cell in on August 2019 while awaiting trial on sex trafficking charges for his accusers. The $125 million distribution from the Epstein Victims Compensation Program give a sense of closure that the criminal justice system couldn't. In accepting money from the program, the accusers had to sign a release form, a copy of which had been obtained by the insider. The language in the release required the women to drop any existing lawsuits against Maxwell, Epstein's longtime associate, who multiple women have accused of sexually abusing them and of trafficking them to Epstein. The release also forbids accusers who accepted compensation for ever filing a lawsuit against Maxwell in the future. Hmm, that's interesting. For some accusers, being locked out of a civil litigation against Maxwell has raised the stakes of the ongoing criminal case against her. Maxwell is currently standing trial in Manhattan Federal Court for allegedly grooming and trafficking girls to Epstein and sexually abusing some of them herself. She pleaded not guilty to the charges. David Bohees represented 14 Epstein accusers, including one of the four women listed as victims in the indictment against Maxwell. 
Boise's, I hope I'm saying that right, B-O-I-E-S, told insiders that the protection Epstein's estate granted to Maxwell spoiled the hopes of some of his clients who sought money from the compensation program. The inability to hold Maxwell civilly accountable is frustrating. He said, I think that has in the survivor's minds made accountability through the criminal process even more important. Accusers could carve out people they wanted to sue, but not Maxwell. Faced with a barrage of civil litigation, the executors of Epstein's estate, Darren Eyendike and Richard Kahn, created the compensation program in order to handle... Sorry, I lost my spot. To the program, okay, so I lost my spot, sorry, in order to handle each accuser's claims more quickly. Sorry, guys. The program, which ran between June 2020 and August 2021, worked to benefit work to the benefit of accusers to indict and con invited input from accusers attorney hoping they ultimately choose to go through the compensation program rather than continue filing lawsuits against the epstein estate the program was overseen by jordana fieldman who worked on the september 11th victims compensation fund Fillman's team included people who worked on compensation programs for victims of the Holocaust and sexual abuse within the Catholic Church. The release form was one of was the only element of the compensation program out of Fillman's control. The release main objective was to prevent anyone who accepted compensation from suing Epstein's estate, and it was worded to protect not only Indyke and Khan, but also anyone who has ever been employed by, worked in any capacity for, or provided any service to Epstein, the Epstein entities, or the Epstein estate. The release form covers an expansive range of conduct in a time span ranging from the beginning of the world to the present. Wow, rich people. Wow. And then on the insider, they they actually have the release form. This is going to be interesting to read, but I can't read it right now because I'm running out of time. Um, In addition of being Epstein's girlfriend for a time, Maxwell worked for Epstein as a household manager. We we know all that. And um, so bank records entered into evidence at Maxwell's criminal trial revealed Epstein wired her more than 30 million between 1999 and 2007. The release did permit accusers to carve out anyone they still wanted to sue. For example, reserve the right to sue Prince Andrew on August 9th, the same day the Epstein compensation program ended. Um, Giffy filed a lawsuit against the royal, accusing him of sexually assaulting her at Epstein's residence when she was 17. Prince Andrew has denied any wrongdoing and moved to dismiss the suit. But in order to carve out someone from the release, accusers had to get permission from Indyke and Khan, and they refused to exempt Maxwell. 
We tried, but we were told we could not carve out Maxwell, Bulls told insiders. So this is interesting. This article goes on and on and on. This case is interesting because I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that there was a compensation fund. Now, what I'm going to say is probably going to upset a lot of people, but this is just my opinion, so calm down. I don't believe in my brain that any amount of money but you know like they say hit them in their pockets maybe they'll stop doing it but I just don't believe any amount of money could bring that piece of you back or heal that piece of you that was violated and I'm speaking from a survivor's mentality Um, maybe that's immature of me maybe that's naive of me but if I'm really serious, this is just my opinion, so calm down, don't get mad. If you really want people who have sexually abused you and abused young kids and girls and boys or whatever the case may be to suffer consequences, why would you sign a contract exempting anybody else who was involved in it? Make it make sense. Now, yeah, I don't believe the cook should be sued and I don't believe like the the gardener should be sued or whatever the case may be, but nobody should have been exempt. Nobody, there shouldn't have been a contract created or signed so people can be exempt from lawsuits. That just, that just, and then you sign it. And then you sign it. But you want justice because you've been harmed mentally, physically, emotionally, and sexually. But you signed a contract that doesn't hold other people liable, which gives them free reign to continue doing what they do. doing. Make it make sense. If someone doesn't agree, uh, at the end of these podcasts, I always post questions. And you can go to the end of the podcast and you can leave a message and you can type it in or you can answer the questions that I do somebody tell me I'm wrong here. Like if I'm not seeing it the right way, like I tell you guys, I'm always open to learning and to seeing it. Cause sometimes when you have been a survivor or something, sometimes you can have tunnel vision, but that's just my opinion. And I could be wrong, but in this moment, I don't feel like I'm wrong. But if you guys feel like you see it another way, educate me. So maybe I can understand what's going on. But I'm going to come in with a part two of this. Um, Yeah, make it make sense. That doesn't make sense. 